is up, freedom chasers? Want to grow your business to six figures without spending a dime on ads? Learn the secrets to utilizing Facebook groups to drive sales and increase revenue. And we're going to show you exactly how to accomplish that right now. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us, and let's get you on a straight-line path to freedom. Meet Justin Arrington, a successful real estate professional who knows what it takes to build a business from scratch. Starting with nothing, Justin found success early on by discovering the power of Facebook groups just four months into his career. Since then... Facebook groups have been his number one way of generating leads. In his first year in business, Justin generated 199000 in sales and has continued to scale his business every year since. Justin, stoked to have you here today, man. Really excited to get into Facebook groups. Um, we'll just kick it off, man. Like, why should people be thinking Facebook groups right now? Dude, like, the biggest thing about Facebook groups is that it's, uh, it's a super underrated tool that, like, can really help people whether they're just starting out in business, whether they don't have a huge budget, like that's at least from what I'm what I've come across with people that I work with, like those are the two biggest things that like they they're consistently struggling with is I mean, say they're just starting out, maybe they're wanting to flip houses, whatever. Yeah, there are strategies that, you know, you can flip these houses without any of your own capital. But getting yourself in front of those motivated sellers, like that's a big thing. And a lot of people struggle with that. Like I know guys in the industry that are spending tens of thousands of dollars a month in paid ads or whether it's mailers, whatever, like most people just don't have that budget. And so the nice thing is about Facebook groups is like, it's free. As long as you have a Facebook account, as long as you've had it for a while, there's no reason why you should not be using this (laughs) because like there's, it really doesn't even have to be real estate related. Like anybody that's in business should be utilizing Facebook groups, uh, in my opinion. So I'm a little biased because it's, it's worked so well, so well for me, but I really do think that it's, it's a, a tool that's really underrated. I've probably developed three, four, six-figure strategies utilizing Facebook groups in the past, so I would love to get a little bit more granular here. Are you creating your own group and building it from scratch, or are you talking about posting in, in yard sale groups or something in that nature? So the nice thing is, like, you can build your own group. I mean, it's good for networking, but what we've been doing is targeting more niche groups, like your yard sale groups, your buy-sell trade groups, because there's a lot of people in the inside of these. So depending on what market you're in, depending on what industry you're in, like, things may vary a little bit, uh, but at least in the real estate space, like you can go to a yard sale group. Um, heck, you can just search your city and see that there's tens of thousands of people inside of these groups. And out of those people, I don't, I wouldn't say all of them are active, but I mean, one post could get you in front of, you know, hundreds of sellers. You know, it just it, the key is being consistent. So, with the with those Facebook groups, uh, the yard sale ones are probably my favorite. Uh, but I mean, we're a part of everything from yard sale groups to sporting groups to cat lover groups. Like that's a, that, that's one that we, uh, that we have kind of been testing out. Um, but yeah, man, like, and the, the thing is the response, I mean, I really wouldn't say it varies a whole lot because you never know what kind of situation these people are going to be in. 
And the nice thing is, is like they're coming to you versus, oh, it's another cold call. Oh, I'm getting another text. Oh, you know, here's a mailer I'm just going to throw away. And so <clears throat> when you think about it, that, that, that aspect, it's like, okay, I literally have no marketing spend that I'm having to worry about every month. Um, the, th the only thing that I need to worry about is being consistent and staying on top of things. And that, like, that's it. That's all you need. Absolutely, man. 100% agreed. So when you're posting in these yard sale groups, um, what are you posting? Are you specifically looking for sellers? Are you saying, hey, does anybody have a house to sell? Or, or just give me an idea what the posts look like. A variety of things you can post. But like, just to give you a brief example is, hey, I'm looking to buy a fixer upper this month. Is anybody selling? You know, simple as that, that could generate you five to 10 leads that are hot. Just just from one one post. Absolutely. I've been doing the same thing for quite some time. Looking for a fixer-upper or, hey, just sold my last flip. Looking for the next one. Who's got a house to sell? Um, cool. So you're looking, are you approaching this from a wholesale investor perspective? Are you looking for flips or is this more real estate agency focused? Honestly, man, like it can be anything. So like we, we've used it for fix and flips. Um, not, I'm not so much involved in the agent side of things. Um, but I mean, we definitely do come across a lot of leads. And although like I may not handle them, you know, I may just refer them off and get a referral fee off of it. Um, but primarily wholesale. Um, and then like we've been testing this out in other industries as well. So like the insurance industry, the solar industry, um, like I have concrete guys that I work with, like it's, it's pretty cool. So how do you approach the conversation? If you posted, hey, we're looking for a flip. Somebody sends you a message or they, they comment. You get in the direct message, probably. Um, how does the conversation look? I mean, that, that isn't one other benefit just before I go on to that is like, you don't have to skip trace these people's information. Like they're on Facebook. All you have to do is message them. Um, and so how that conversation kind of starts out is, you know, say they just commented on my post and said, yes, I do. I'll immediately message them as soon as possible and just say, hey, I saw your comment on my post. Sounds like you have a fixer-upper that you're looking to sell. Something along those lines. But the biggest key is I try to get their phone number as soon as possible or get them to agree to a phone call over Messenger. So like you, you literally don't have an excuse not to call these people because there's literally a call button inside Messenger. So if you can't get the phone number, try them on there. Absolutely. So... How does that conversation look then? Um, so you get them on the phone. What kind of questions are you asking? What are you trying to find out on the phone in order to find out if this is a valid deal or not? Yeah. So some of the things that we're asking, I mean, obviously condition's a big thing, especially when you're posting for a fixer. You know, it's not just like a, a probate lead or, you know, a pre-foreclosure or something like that. Like you specifically are asking for a fixer-upper. And so how we kind of approach that, initial call is obviously build building rapport, you know, in the beginning, like, Hey, you know what, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Like how long have you owned the house for, um, you know, and just re really get them talking. And what we've kind of found, like just the more questions that you do ask, the more open they are to actually talk with you. And I think that that's, that's the most important thing. Like you got to get them to trust you. You got to build that confidence, that, that good relationship together. Um, you know, that way, when it does come time to, you know, talk price or, you know, what kind of those harder questions, you already have a good relationship. And she's like, look, I'm here for your best interest. Like, we're all friends here. Let's try and find a win-win situation for everybody. Like, that. that's one thing that I really try to hit on is making it a win-win.
That is the way to do it. So when you say you want to make it a win-win, do you have multiple exit strategies for these potential sellers or are you sticking to the wholesale model? Like, do you do creative stuff also? Yeah, I've, I've done a couple of creative deals. Um, you know, we, we've structured a couple more in the last six months than, you know, we have ever just because of where the market's at. Um, but so I'm, I'm in multiple different markets. So I'm based here in Utah. Um, I would say 70% of the business that we do is in Idaho. Um, and then we've done some remote deals like in Ohio, North Carolina, Florida. Um, so we do target other markets. <clears throat> and as far as like the flips go, uh, I do have a partner here in Utah that, uh, that I'll flip houses with. Um, that model hasn't been as heavy just since the market shifted. Um, <laughs> we, we luckily sold our last one, made a couple grand and got out of it. Um, and so, yeah, we, depending on what state we're in, uh, primarily it is wholesale. Uh, but if it's in Utah, like I'll, I'll look at anything. So just kind of depends on the deal. So, so when you're posting in these yard sale groups, how often are you posting? Do you have like a daily goal or something like that? Every day. So every day we'll usually get, so we work out of multiple different accounts, um, which I call just like bird dog accounts. And uh, so we give each account a rest day during the week. And that is just kind of whenever we want it to be. <laughs> so we, we give each account a rest day. Right now we're working out of about five accounts. And so through those five accounts, like that's on average, I would say between 60 and 70 posts a day. It's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, that is perfectly in line with how I did it. I had three accounts and I did 13 posts per day. Um, almost exactly the same strategy as you. Just, hey, we're looking for a fixer-upper. And you'd be, you'd be amazed how many leads I was getting. I was getting a solid 30, 50 leads a week easily. And so like when you really take that into consideration, like with how many people you're talking to, you really don't have to cold call. You really don't have, I mean, you can, like, don't get me wrong. If you have the, the capability to do so, <clears throat> I would definitely, you know, aim, incorporate other marketing strategies. Um, but yeah, like you said, like you're, you're have enough people that you're pretty much on the phone all day, you know, talking to motivated sellers and like really just trying to help them out. Um, you know, and like, if, if they're not a good fit for me, like that's, I'll get that out of the way within the first couple minutes, you know, just like, look, there's a, this house was flipped, you know, two years ago and you don't have a ton of equity in it. Like, yeah, you want to sell, but it's not like a huge issue that you do sell right now. I feel like, look, I really don't know if I'm your buyer, but good luck. I, I just, I hate dealing with tire kickers. <laughs> I, you know, I, I value my time. And if it's not, if it's not a deal, then I just move on to the next one. What's amazing about doing it this way is you get such a high volume of leads. You don't have to deal with the tire kickers. Like you could literally just essentially do qualifying questions. Like that's usually the way I did it. But like, hey, what's the price that you want? Because, <laughs> because if they ask for market value, I know that it's not a good wholesale lead, right? So cool, man. Um, what other strategies are you guys using to grow your wholesale business now? In cold calling since the beginning. Like that's just something that we've always done. Um, and then like we, we have done texting. Um, I, I've kind of noticed just with texting, it's kind of died off. It's not as big as it was like when it first came out. Um, so we, we've kind of scaled back a little bit on the texting more just 
targeting niche lists, um, you know, that are super fresh. And, but outside of that, like that's, that's primarily what we do. Like we, we have done um, some other things with like nursing homes, things like that. Um, not so much in the last year or so, just cause it, it was pretty time consuming. And I mean, it's just, I, I personally wasn't willing to put the time into it. Like I, Facebook groups was doing enough for me that I, I just really wasn't hundred percent focused on it. And so I kind of pulled back on it for a while, but other than that, like Facebook groups, I would say is probably 75% of our business, if not more. Um, I love Facebook groups and I love your strategy because it's pretty much the same thing I've been doing for a while. So I know it works. If you're listening right now, seriously, post in 13 groups a day, do it with multiple accounts and you'll be amazed how many leads you're coming through. And for the agents too, a good portion of these leads, even if you're asking for a fixer upper, they're going to be pretty much moving ready. Half of them are rehab. Sometimes I feel like um, you could try to transition that into a listing conversation as well. So we actually had one of those today. Like we think it was a lady that hit me up and she's like, Hey, I have this house. I don't know if it's going to fit your criteria. It's in Boise, Idaho. And uh, I pulled it up on Zillow. The estimates like 1.7 million. And I'm like, I mean, probably as a fixer, no, but uh, let me have one of my buddies up there, reach out to you, see what you guys might be able to work out. One, that's going to be a killer listing for him. So, I mean, you're building relationships are all over the place as well. So that that's always, that's honestly the, my biggest key to business is the more hands you shake, the more money you make, bigger your, your Rolodex relationships is. Like, yeah, I mean, we're essentially in the relationship business, right? If you're not meeting people, you're not going to grow your business. It's just not how it works. So it's amazing when you could find free strategies like this one in order to get people reaching out to you instead of you having to reach out to them. I mean, it beats the hell out of cold calling. We just hit 2023, bro. Like, what are your goals for the new year? Yeah, so the goal this year, um, like kind of towards the end of last year, we kind of had a restructure period inside of our business. Um, and now, like, my goal is just be more hands-off, um, you know, do things that I enjoy doing. So I, I'm in the insurance business as well. Um, so kind of juggling all that. And um, so what the goal is for this year, though, is uh, is actually to expand our Facebook group strategy into more states. So I'll, right now, I think I said that we're in four or five, I'd say four markets that we're in heavily, uh, but we want to get that up to 10. And so in order to do that, like we're going to have to definitely build up our team of bird dogs um, just because I don't want to have to be in charge of doing all these posts and, you know, doing everything myself like that. That's just way too much. And so like we've hired out virtual assistants to help us out with that. Um, you know, my wife, she's a big part of our team. So like she, kind of manages the Facebook groups. Um, and then as of right now, like I, I'm doing most of the conversations with sellers, unless it's like a JV deal, uh, which I do quite a few of those as well, just cause I mean, I value my time. And so if I can have, you know, five deals that I'm working on that I'm going to potentially JV versus working one, that's like, I'm going to be having to do everything. That's just how I operate. <laughs> so but yeah, so the, the goal for 2023 is definitely, you know, expand into more markets. Uh, once I kind of figured out the virtual game like that, definitely changed a lot for me. So the first virtual deal that I ever did, it was 10 minutes from my house. You know, I, I had this motivated seller and I'm like, look, you know what? I don't know about the whole virtual thing. So I'm just going to try it with a local property. 
just figure out the process. And, uh, yeah, it was like 10 minutes from my house and I just set a goal. Like, I'm not going to see this house once and just did it all virtual. And after that, I was like, okay, we got something here. So that's when we kind of expanded to Idaho from Utah. I just kind of figured, you know, worst case scenario, I can drive two hours, (laughs) you know, like it's not, it's not a big deal. And then from there it went to Florida. And so I was like, I'm not driving to freaking Florida. So so you started with something virtual, but it was close enough that if something went wrong, you could jump in and fix it. And as you got more comfortable, you expanded the radius a little bit. And then now you're all the way across the country. So, I mean, you brought up some other things about Facebook group. I got to dive a little bit deeper now. So how do you keep from getting shadow banned? Because like, this is one of the most annoying things for me. It's like, oh, all of a sudden I get no leads for a week with this account, but these two accounts are still working. It seems like something that just kind of rotates and it kind of works itself out. But are there any strategies you have for that? Yeah, so that's why we rest an account for a day every week. Well, I guess it's two because we really, sometimes we don't post on Sundays just because it's the weekend, people get busy and kind of forget. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I would say on average, most every account has at least one to two rest days where there's no activity from that account that entire day. Because um, when I was first getting started, man, like I, <laughs> I kind of just like hit the ground running. I was posting in like, I don't know, probably 25 Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next day I hopped on and I was like, yeah, your account shut down. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, why, what happened? <laughs> you know? And um, so, yeah, th- there's definitely strategies that you got to comply with, or you got to comply with Facebook to avoid that. And really what that comes down to, like, I, I feel like I learned it more trial and error and just kind of figuring out what works. Like, that's why we now we only post 12 times a day is to avoid that. You know, because like if you get shadow banned or your account gets shut down because of a spam account or Facebook flagging it as a spam account, I think the longest that I was put like in Facebook jail, whatever you want to call it, I think it was like two, three weeks. Um, but total, like I've spent probably about two to three months. <laughs> so, and that, I mean, when you're, when you're wanting to stay consistent like that, that definitely sucks. It kills your momentum. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Because I use Facebook groups to, you know, get in touch with agents and investors and things of that nature. And I know that I'm somewhat restricted because I can't use the at everyone tag. Um, <laughs> it's just like, oh, so I'm not super restricted. I can still communicate. I can still message. There's no ban, but there's some restrictions without a doubt. And it's not like you get an email like, hey, your account's restricted. They just they just do it and they don't tell you. Um, so I'm curious, you have five accounts. Like I tried scaling similarly to you um, and I tried buying aged Facebook accounts and things of that nature. I was never able to have any luck with that. Um, so the five accounts that you have, I'm assuming they're all real people. So I kind of did the same thing. So I was, I kind of bought, I bought, I think two, I think it was just two accounts. They got shut down super, super quick. I don't remember what I paid for them, but I was like, yeah, I'll buy a couple accounts for a couple hundred bucks. And but yeah, no, they got shut down and I'm like, okay, like I can't do, I can't do this with just one account. So that's when I first went to my wife. I was like, look, you don't use Facebook. Like give me access to your account, you know? And so that's how I grew to two. And then, uh, you know, I had a couple of my cousins, like they, I knew they had Facebook accounts cause I was friends with them, but I never saw them on there. And so I just hit them up too. And I was just like, Hey, um, you know, do you mind giving me access to your Facebook account? This is what I'm doing. And then any deal that we close that comes from your account, I'll kick you 500 bucks. And they're like, yeah, it's just sitting there, you know, go for it. And so that, that's kind of how 
we enticed them to, to gain access to their to their accounts. Um, and then like we we've kind of gone back and forth where they want it back, and then you know I just reach out to more friends and family that you know have one but aren't super active. So that's a great idea. I'm surprised I never thought of that. So what I tried doing is teaching other people how to do it. And what I found is nobody had the consistency or nobody was putting enough effort in because you're not going to make a deal on your first week. You're not going to make a deal on your first day necessarily. I don't know, dude. You might. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, you might. You might. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because every market's a little bit different. You know, if I post in Oklahoma, I'll get like 20 leads like almost every day. Yeah. Um, if I post in Chicago, much less lead flow, but the leads that I do get, they're still solid, right? Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah. So cool, man. Um, this is the Freedom Chasers podcast. We'd love to ask this question, man. If you had a billion dollars in the bank and a hundred lifetimes of cash flow, man, what would you be doing with your time? Dude, honestly, like at a billion dollars and like I'm chilling on cash flow. I mean, <laughs> at that point, dude, you have pretty much everything that anybody could ask for. And like, I'm super big on giving back. And so honestly, I'd probably like start some fund. I'd probably start a couple of them. Um, and honestly, like just providing value to more people, like as much as I could, whether it's giving back, whether it's, you know, doing community service, whether it's, you know, going and building the village, I don't know. Like that, that's probably, probably humanitarian stuff. Like I would probably be really big on that. Um, just cause I do, like I lead by through service. Like that's just something that like my parents instilled in me when I was really young. Um, you know, just always looking for opportunities to serve others. And so, yeah, that's, that, that's a pretty easy one for me. <laughs> so, um, As you said, you're always looking for win-win. And, and you, you mentioned that before that you'd love to serve other people. So thank you so much for dialing into that, Justin. What is your superpower or your secret sauce in business? I would honestly say like being able to communicate with people that uh, and just like matching the <clears throat> matching the tonality, you know, like that's I feel like that really is a skill. Like that's something that you really have to take time to, to develop, um, you know, cause I've been on like other appointments where, you know, it's a new wholesaler. Like they want me to go on the appointment with them and I go in there and like, they're screaming at this like 90 year old lady, <laughs> you know? And it's like, buddy, you got to like come down to their level or you got to come up and match their level, like whatever that is. Um, because I feel like the tonality is what carries the conversation. You know, if one person's trying to overpower the other, at some point in that conversation, anger is going to get involved or frustration or, you know, this guy's trying to take advantage of me, whatever, whatever the situation is. <clears throat> or again, if you're talking to, you know, an 85 year old lady that, you know, is about to move into a retirement home, husband passed away, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you're going to kind of calm your tonality and just like really be there for them. And, you know, showing them that you're there because you care. And like, you genuinely want to help people. And so I would say that's probably my biggest thing as far as like a superpower goes in business, like always being able to communicate with people. Like I'm, I'm open to starting conversations, jumping into conversations and just trying to add value where I can, um, or honestly just listening. So I would say communication and listening. Those are probably my two biggest things. Yeah, I think those were some important notes about tonality, man. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. How you say it is far more important than actually what you say, as you can tell when you're new, right? Because when you don't have that confidence, you haven't had a bunch of phone calls, you haven't had a lot of reps, you're not going to have the same confidence as somebody that's done a lot. So as you get better, 
you increase at a higher ratio because you get better. Yeah. And that comes from listening. Like you can't be a good, like you can't be matching tonalities or all that. Like you have to listen first. Uh, that's obvious. Yeah. What do you think when you have a seller on the phone, what are the two or three key pieces of information you're trying to extract from them? Um, so I would say one of the ones that like we, that I really try to hit on is what they're going to do with the profits. And if they're not making a whole lot, like what's their plan? Because once you like understand what their plan is, you can always go back to that. Um, so like we have an example right now. I mean, there's a couple that we're working with and they basically just want to go buy a fifth wheel and just travel the mountains. Like they're both retired. That's what they want to do. And so I've just been asking them like, okay, well, what's more important is, you know, making an extra $30,000 more important than, you know, you guys be just being able to walk away and still being able to buy the exact trailer that you guys want. Like what's more important, you know? So that, that's, that would be one is what, what are their plans afterwards? Um, and then everybody always talks about like finding what their motivation is. I don't necessarily like, I, I'm more dig for the why versus the motivation. I mean, motivation's easy, you know, like that, that's an easy way around getting to the real questions. Um, like if you have a pre foreclosure house or whatever, the dude's like, well, I'm going to lose the house. So I got to sell it. Okay. Well, there's something behind that, you know, like he's behind on his mortgage probably because his finances have not been in a row. So Ask it. I mean, they're tough questions to ask, but more so figuring out the why versus the motivation. Because the motive, for example, a house that's going to go into foreclosure, their only motivation is that they're going to lose the house. They're not even thinking about everything that led up to that. You know, so that's when you got to kind of just peeling back the onion on things. Um, so that'd be number two. And then number three, um, I would say just like build, building that connection you know like kind of i i tell everybody the win-win situation like i'll i'll go back to that 10 out of 10 times i if a seller doesn't hear me say win-win situation over the phone i've done something wrong honestly um because at that point i mean they probably talk to other investors that are like hey this is what we can offer can you do it or no you know i I talk to people all the time that's how they they get an offer and they never hear from that guy again but like, even into my follow-up, it's like, look, my main goal from the beginning was to create a win-win situation. Like, what do I need to do to make that happen? And dude, like sometimes it's as easy as paying a clean-out company to go and, you know, clean a couple things out from the garage. Like that, that's literally what's the biggest thing from that's keeping them from selling that house. They're like, well, I have all this stuff in the garage. What am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. Let me pay someone 500 bucks to go clean it up for you. How does that sound? I, I do that similar things all the time, like especially for listings. Like if I'm working with somebody like this, like you're talking about, motivated seller, but you know maybe they want market value, but maybe they just um, inherited a house, right? It was their father's house. Father passed away. There's a bunch of garbage in the house. They don't want to clean it up. They don't know how to do anything like that. So like, hey, Put a dumpster in the driveway, man. I'll have it taken care of for you. We'll have it on the market next week. <laughs> Dude, just, just getting creative too, man. Like one of the first houses that I did, like it was this lady lived in a retirement home. She had this vacant house, like tons of stuff in it. Like it was disgusting. 
And I had two brothers that were in high school. I was like, hey, do you guys want to make a hundred bucks? Like, go clean it out. Like some high school kid, like you can go find some high school kid in your neighborhood and be like, hey, I have this house. Do you want to go make a couple hundred bucks? They solve your problem. So just getting creative. We're essentially in the problem solving business, right? That's what any business is. You're solving somebody's problem. Doesn't matter if it's real estate. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and if you're not, if you're not, you're not making any money, right? No, <laughs> I mean, unless you're, you know, scamming people, and I mean, if that's what you want to do, go do it. Oh man, Justin, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for sharing with the audience how to make money with Facebook groups. Justin, this is an amazing strategy. Anybody listening, I could personally vouch that this shit works. So go do it. Um, if you don't do it, you're not going to get results. You got to do it multiple times per day. Um, at least 39 posts a day would be my goal. And then you, you, you could easily, easily hit six figures simply playing around with Facebook. I have closed deals entirely over Messenger. So like this can be done. Go out there, take massive action. Justin, anybody wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do so? I would say prob probably on Instagram. Uh, so my Instagram is underscore Justin Arrington. Um, or you can look me up on Facebook, like, just look for the beard when you search Justin Arrington. Like that's that's the, probably the easiest way to find me. Uh, but yeah, no, I would love to chat with anybody that uh, you know may be interested in this strategy. Um, like it's if you're starting out, whether you're a veteran, like it doesn't matter um, because it's it's free. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I I'm always down to chat with people, kind of let them know you know what I've done. Um, you know I did I did put together a program that I'm now sharing with other people. So basically walks you through step-by-step step on how I've been able to grow. Um, so that's any industry. Like it, it will work in any industry. We've been testing it out and it's been phenomenal. So if that's something that you're interested in, like I'm more so interested in working with you and not just having you like purchase a program and see you later. Um, so yeah, like it, it's honestly like a big, my big reason for it is building relationships. And so, but yeah. That, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. If you guys want to chat, hit me up and we can hop on a phone call. So, All right. There you have it. You have ways to get in touch with Mr. Arrington here. Um, Justin Arrington, thank you so much for giving me a glimpse into your life and into your business. Um, and to those of you out there chasing freedom, remember, freedom is acquired one action at a time. Take massive action with this strategy. Like I said, I know personally it is extremely effective and it's much easier than you probably think it is. Tell somebody you know that can hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one.